Welcome to the House of Horror. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Definitely First Blood. We are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early aughts, and, and sometimes, sometimes today. today. And and speaking of today, as of today, we are like just a little over 24 hours from when we get to see Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. And I am excited. Me too. I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you know, because I've been mentioning it every week for the past several. Yeah. So. Do you think she's going to get him? I don't know. Do you think he's going to get her? I don't know. I'm trying not to think about it too much because I really want to go in sort of blank slady. Yeah. I didn't even watch the later. Yeah, no, I I saw the first two trailers. The second one, I'm disappointed i watched but i really don't even remember it at this point so that's good yeah for sure and if you uh listened last week you will know that mitch had a sickness oh yeah so this week i am blessed with that sickness it's the gift that keeps on giving yes so if i sound more nasally than normal that is uh the reason i don't know i think you sound great bud thanks yeah you're welcome (laughs) 
What else did we do this week? We watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, we did. On Netflix. But, um... Very good. Very good. Tonally uneven, I would say. Um, But the parts that were really good were really, really good. For sure. Like, it, it was... A lot of sort of like ups and downs. Like it was mostly highs and yeah. it was just like little dips. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I liked it. I thought the atmosphere that Mike Flanagan created was really, really oh, good. Yeah. Um, the writing for the most part was very good. There were a couple times throughout the series where it felt a little bit clunky, uh, especially yeah. toward like the first couple episodes and then near the end. I think they probably got a lot of well, like they always do it. Like you have to shoot a pilot, but now the pilot is yeah. one tenth of the whole series. I think they yeah, probably shot sucks. like the first two or three episodes yeah. and then had a little break or something. But yeah, no, I, I think we both really liked it. Cinematography, uh, cinematography is fantastic. There is one episode with many, which is just a whole bunch of extremely long takes. And it's very intense it's used very effectively definitely yeah it's great they i thought the characters were really good um Mm -hmm. i think my favorite character in the series was probably i think would be a toss-up between luke and theo yeah me too definitely the actor playing luke did a really good job i think me too yeah i like the the way that they portrayed addiction as like something that's yeah yeah it was good it was very good uh and the the mother character was fantastic. Yeah, I'm so glad that Carla Cugino is like finally getting yes more better work. Yes, more better. Yeah, and like at first it lulls you into that false sense of like you're just gonna get this like cookie cutter performance out of her. It's nuanced. Yeah, I like they it. really they really uh, go with a lot of tropes, and you think, oh. And then they do something with them that makes them a little bit more interesting. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So all in all, I, I guess we're, I know I'm stuttering talking about it because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I'm, I'm being careful not to say too much so I don't spoil it. I mm-hmm. would say uh, highlights would be the episode Touch was probably my favorite oh, one. yeah, 100%. And I'm not, sh- I can't remember the episode title, but the uh, ninth episode was really good. And I think the seventh Yes. Seventh was the I think nine one in the funeral home. Witness marks. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Very good. Yeah. Uh the only character in it I really didn't like was Steven. Yeah, and that's sort of part of his character. Yeah. Yeah. They and all, Shirley. They all she cope, had her time. They all cope with what they've gone through in different ways. Yeah. And for some of them it makes them Un- unlikable or hard to like if i had one really big complaint about it as a whole mm-hmm. i feel like the first half spends a lot of time setting um our main characters up and like building their backstories oh, and yeah. their personalities and then slowly it just matters less yes on the later half of the season like that's it, very kind of just forget a lot of it they forget a lot of the characters some at times but that's honestly yeah. just a very minor gripe. very minor I, and we, the cgi i think we both actually jumped oh yeah at least once there was one one yeah that one that i know both of us like it actually scared me and i normally i hate things that like frighten scare yeah. me because i don't i think it's cheap but in this case it was very good it worked 
so effectively that I was angry that it worked. And Mike Flanagan has said, and if you watch, you notice that mm-hmm. there's like eight to ten ghosts in the background of every episode or oh something. Oh, my God. They're, like, everywhere. Yeah, and some of them are very spooky. Yes. And you don't really know. Like, it doesn't focus on them at all, which I think is awesome because one of my biggest, like, mm-hmm. complaints or gripes about the James Wan movies is that they just show too much and it's just, like, makeup hey. on a person with interesting bone structure. Or it's like, hey, did you notice this? Yeah, it really, like, spells it out for you. Literally, Literally spells it out for you. The, Malik. the Conjuring, what was that, two, three? Uh, two. Two, yeah. The yeah. Valak, the whole time we were both in the theater, like, what is with this? Yeah. It's way too in there. I don't know. It was it was done with a very uh, restrained hand in all the right places. Yeah. It's what I like about ghost movies. Yeah, that's like, a great way of putting it. Because a lot of the more recent ones really lean on CGI. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we're just not, we're still not quite there with CGI where it isn't extremely off-putting. Yeah, it's like you're not James Cameron spending half a billion dollars on this movie. <laughs> and like a lot of it is... Uh, it's. I think it, it's scarier the things you don't see when it comes to supernatural oh, movies. Definitely, or you half see, or you think you. Yeah, saw. and I felt like the haunting of Hill House definitely gave like a really good atmosphere mm-hmm. without having to have like spooky uh, ghosts floating around. Or like we need to get the key to to stop the end of the world. Yeah, like, like some sort of something like that. Yeah, it was just very. It was very good. Very well done. I'm very glad that Mike Flanagan's career is taking off yeah. because... What else did we, he do? Hush. Oh, Hush. Yeah. And yes. then Kate Siegel, who is the star of Hush, plays Theo in Haunting of Hill House. I don't know if she's going to be eligible for awards other than Golden Globes for that, but I hope that she wins something because she did a very, very good job. I mean, they all did at one time or another in in the show even if it was just to make you not like them <laughs> so can't say enough good things about it yeah that's why we keep saying good things about it <laughs> so yeah definitely if you haven't watched it make sure you give it a watch mm-hmm. it comes with our recommendation if that means anything at all yeah and just be open-minded yeah about it because it'll surprise you it does take a little bit for it to i found anyway for it to get going we should re-watch it yeah maybe another time yeah not like right now <laughs> we don't have nine out ten hours to spare i don't even know how long it is so were they an hour long episode uh, they varied they can, yeah yeah so Ooh, very <laughs> okay next topic it is the beer yes what beer are we drinking today mitch it says we almost forgot saint ambrose pumpkin ale it's a mccoslin brewing in incorporate i say spilling the beer all over myself it's very good it's definitely i think my favorite that we've had so far Mm. it tastes it's not sour or super sweet it just tastes autumnal yeah it's like if it's like a pumpkin spice beer yeah exactly it's like a little bit thicker than the beer you normally drink but it's like autumn thick i don't know it's good I, I would say this, number one, the number two was surprisingly that porter, mm-hmm. which I really mm-hmm. liked, and I was shocked. 
it was almost like a refreshing drink as as much as beer can be refreshing which is not that much i don't know it's pretty good uh the only downside for me is that it doesn't have a adorable little story on the back about uh you know all of when autumn rolls around one of one of the Guys in the brewery said, I got an extra pumpkin and some spices, and I threw them in there, and we tried it, and gosh darn it, it was good, and now we're giving it to you. We and, left a pumpkin on the porch yeah. for way too long. It liquefied. The results <laughs> will surprise you. Fermentation. Strange and beautiful. Yeah. They're all like that. Well, from a pumpkin beer to a Halloween movie with no pumpkins in it. Oh, um, we are talking today, of course, as you know, since you clicked on the episode. Yeah, obviously, Haunted Ween, nineteen ninety one. I'm very excited to talk about Me it. Me too. It's a hometown productions of Los Angeles film. When did we first see this movie? I think it was in the summer. It must have been. And then we watched it, and we both really liked it. So we were like, we have to talk about this. Yes, but we thought it would be good to hold it. Until Til Halloween, because it's got Ween in the title. Yeah, very loosely Halloween themed. It's, yeah. I guess it is haunted houses, right? Yeah, like it's a haunted houses. house. Um, I guess they probably wouldn't be successful if it wasn't like if there was like, hey, come to this yeah. haunted house in the middle you know, of February, just, like, Thursday. <laughs> I don't know. So that's a good point. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It is pure '90s, and everyone is so authentically. 90s that it's like a beautiful yeah. thing to watch it was shot in 1989 man yeah so they were oh 80s late 80s early 90s wow nice i really like it uh shot on film yes yeah and it pays homage homage to, to a lot of yeah, movies in a nice way it's written and directed by mm-hmm. doug robertson and it stars Brian Blakely, who is now a morning uh, talk show host or mm-hmm. like a news anchor. Blake Pickett, Bentley Tittle, Brad Hanks, and Leslie Lacey. And Bentley Tittle is interesting because... So we talked very briefly about um, Trailer Park Vampires mm-hmm. or Vampire Trailer Park. Which I still When we talked about see. Jacko because Steve Latshaw, the director, that was like his movie that he made that only got picked up for distribution in Sweden about a bulimic vampire. Please, any of our S- Swedish listeners. Yeah, or <laughs> honestly, anyone, if you know where, we can find a copy or anything. I would just love to send watch us an this email movie. Because we'd love to <laughs> yeah. watch it. So, yeah, so he was in that. That was his first movie. So I thought that was kind of an wow. interesting... Yeah. Amazing. The, the whole movie... It's such a late, it's one of those labor of love ones, but one where it actually looks like a movie that could be released in theaters. For sure. Yeah. I I think this movie's just as good as a ton of like higher status oh, slasher yeah. movies. Oh, definitely. Especially for the late 80s the when it was really sort of good. over. Yeah. Yeah. The effects are really good uh, and care went into it. I don't know what else. It's, it's really good. <laughs> So it opens on like a spooky, grainy house shot on Halloween night in Regawas, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. A bemasked fellow who we find out later is Eddie Berber 
is chasing some girl around a room while she screams for her mommy and then impales herself. Yeah, and he looks on shocked. But we'll learn more about this as soon as the credits art rolls. Uh, yeah, so this credits art, uh, well, the title, the title card is in um, Comic Sans. Yep. And it comes flying in through the sides, <laughs> and it's got a drop, not a drop shadow, it's got like a shadow clone of itself immediately below it. And then it sort of just stretches out of the frame. Yeah, it's essentially like uh, all that fake title card. It's so like the Amanda show. So good. It's pretty intense. I love it. I I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. So we snapped her earlier that evening, I guess. Two hours earlier. Eddie is reading a monster magazine while he's working the entry for Berber's Haunted House or yes. something. And then he puts on the mask that he's wearing in the mm-hmm. opening scene, which is like a, a red-haired, green-faced demon. Like a hobgoblin mask. Yeah. yeah. Almost Japanese-looking. And then a car rolls up. Yeah, it's a drop-top. Sigma Fies. Frap Rose. Yeah, there's... I guess this is... Since this is 20 years mm-hmm. from 1989, this is supposed to be 1969. Definitely. But there is literally <laughs> zero effort put into <laughs> into that at all. It's very much 1989. Yeah, like the hairstyles, mm-hmm. everything. Mustaches. Clothes, they didn't even bother. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care, really. Uh, one of the Frap Rose in the car teaches Eddie... The secret signify shake. Yeah, the secret signify shake. Which, if you're a pledge, they're gonna kick you out of the frat for telling secrets. He's probably not a pledge, though. He's probably like full signify, baby. Well, he should know better. Is my point. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after they go through, uh, there's a mom and her little girl, and the little girl gives him like five dollars or something. Yeah, it's the admission fee, but she makes she makes eyes at him. Yeah. And it's weird. They drive in. And we know, obviously, that this is mm-hmm. also the little girl who he was chasing around from the opener. Yes. And then the sheriff rolls up. Local yep. law enforcement. <laughs> Sees Eddie standing there looking creepy with his mask. Mm-hmm. You have a good night. Oh, by the way, Eddie. Nice mask. And then he, Eddie doesn't say anything to him. And then he just takes off. <laughs> totally normal. Then Eddie flips the sign from $1 to close, and he heads up to the house. Uh-oh. And there, when he gets to the door, there's like a, a barker, I guess you could call him. Yeah, he's got a microphone attached to a big PA for the whole house, and he's like, it's chilling, killing time. Ha ha ha. And so Eddie walks up there, and the guy says that he's too young yeah, to which, be there. which... I, I would say Eddie's probably 15 years old, at least the actor. And a little girl just went in right before but him. But she was with her mom. Well, he can be with her mom, too, because <laughs> she'll probably be in the room. Well, thankfully for him, immediately this barker is just like, okay, I'm going home. Yeah, since he flipped the sign to closed, nothing I can do. <laughs> You're, I think he says, like, your mom says I can go home or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you better get some sleep. Your mom said we have a lot of work to do tomorrow. I'm going on home. And then, so he just, he's like, see ya. And as soon as he's gone, Eddie starts repeating, Welcome Welcome to the House of Horror. Welcome to the House of Horror. It's really good. And then he starts crawling through 
the air ducts in the house. He finds like an exterior shaft, and these are the cleanest air ducts I've seen since Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> like spotless. And it's how they do not have raccoons and shit living in their basement constantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where it's literally just like a loose board on the outside of the house or something. That anyone could get into. Or anything. Anything, including what? malefactors. Yeah, a soon-to-be killer. I don't really like this ductwork system either because as we find out later, some of the ducts just open into the middle of the floor. Yeah, well, that's his, like, secret passage uh, is that he crawls through it and then up through this, like, secret trap so door weird. or something. So he's in the house now, and he's, like, what is, he's got his mask on. Yeah, he's strutting his stuff. The girl gets separated from her mother. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea how old she's supposed to be either because she also looks 15. Yeah, just short. And she's just, like, yelling, Mommy! <laughs> like, wandering around this haunted house. Her mom... I mean, this was the late 80s. This is like post every serial killer. Except for Bundy. Isn't he still kicking I around? Know. I thought he would, Didn't he get captured in 93? Maybe, but me, I don't know. A lot of, there sure. are a lot of other ones. I'm probably 100% wrong. I have no idea. We're not a true crime podcast. No, we're a fake crime podcast. <laughs> I love it. It's good. We should do that. We should have a true crime podcast where we just make shit up. Yeah, it, we could do it with our psychic podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, this lackadaisical mom leaves her daughter to free roam this haunted house. Yeah, and as she's wandering around, she finds Eddie. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, she's, do you know the way out? And he, the way out he shows her is not the one she intended. No, right through this door that he then seals. Yeah, crawl through this tiny little space. <laughs> this like one foot by one foot door that's the way out so they get into the room from the beginning and as we've already seen he starts chasing her around she is standing in front of some sort of giant pike for some reason and, and then, then he backs into it very quickly yeah because he's like boo so then i guess uh... she backs into it fully hard enough to fully impale herself like what... all the way through what if it was just extremely sharp true <laughs> i have no idea it, it looked good anyway yeah it did and she it doesn't die very fast which no, i which appreciated you especially for a child murder yeah wow so, child murder for the opening kill sort of eddie is a little off put by it too yeah i didn't think about that he's or at least it seems that way that he's a little like shocked about it yeah. and then he takes a machete yeah and just lying around beheads her Gotta put to her out of her, her misery? I, guess. I yeah. don't know. And then blood sprays all over him. Another mm -hmm. great shot I loved when the blood squirted on him. And he's like watching it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. he runs away just as a girl's mother is coming in and we hear her scream. Yep. And so he's watching all of this from in some sort of hayfield. And then a woman's hand gets on his shoulder and it's like, we need to go away for a while, Eddie. Come on. And then? So I guess it's his mother. Uh, 20, 20 years, years later. later at the Sigma Phi house. Uh, no, because first oh. it's with Eddie and his mother. Oh, yeah. Living in the woods in the cabin. Uh, and Eddie is the type of guy who can split a log just by 
pulling it apart with his bare hands. That's so we know how strong he is. He's very strong. As he will prove throughout this movie. And he's huge. Massive. Yeah. And <laughs> and he knows what he wants to do with it. Yeah. So his mom comes outside to like meet up with him and then she has a heart attack and dies instantly. Yeah. Where's that dang wood? He finds her and then he screams, No! no! And then the camera like pulls Shakes out. Shakes and echoes. Echo. Uh, the fake blood that they use in this scene looks like what? Orange juice? I don't know. It's a it crazy was weird. Shot. Really weird. He loads her up in his truck as yeah. you do and then drives off. It's time to go home, mama. Then we're at the frat house. Yep. Sigma Phi in the year 1989 or 91. Mm-hmm. In, how would you pronounce this? I wouldn't pronounce it at all. Okay. Ruguas, Kentucky? Re- oh, Regawas. Regawas. Yeah, maybe if you said it with a, a southern accent. I cannot do that, so I will just imagine Regawas? Okay. Regawas. I don't know. Must don't sound know great either. with my uh, stuffed nose. I've got anyway. an Australian <laughs> accent, bud. Uh, I, I can do ones, kind of. I can no, say a couple words. I'm just kidding. I'm just but kidding. I'm not going to do it because no. I don't want to torture the people listening. <laughs> <laughs> we're in kentucky they're they're beer balling in it yeah usual frat they're shit. throwing cold beer on women for no reason well to see their tits but i mean i don't know why they're putting up with it a lot of not that it's their aggressively fault aggressively <laughs> bad white people dancing oh, that i could oh, really relate yeah. to yeah Everyone's wasted. Um, <laughs> There's like a cutscene of this drunk girl being like, oh, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. And then her date's like, okay. And then he just like spins her around and is like, there, how's that? And yeah. she's like, oh, you, you're so nice to you're me. You're so thoughtful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. I don't know. I We are uh, two Canadians, so we don't really get exposed to the same frat culture. As there is in the United States. Yeah, this yeah. is like a whole other world away in a Western whole Kentucky. Another world. <laughs> There's like so Kurt, our the head of our fraternity, brings this letter in and then there's a lot of jokes. Oh yeah. They make fun of uh Hanks for trying to use the letter to patch a hole in a shoe. Uh no, it was Sosby tried to patch oh, a hole in the this letter is from our national headquarters. I rescued it from Bo Shoe. Man, there was a hole in my shoe and the letter looked pretty thick, so I patched it up. Did you read the letter first? What, are you kidding? You can't read. <laughs> I think I should read this letter. Dear Mr. Simmons, it is my job to inform you that although we would like to keep you as members of our national fraternity, it is difficult without your dues. In the past six months, we have received a total of $17.13. You are currently past due in the amount of $3,700. Man, that is total bullshit. I sent him a check last week. How much? $4. <laughs> if we do not receive your dues in full, 
We will be forced to revoke your membership as a national fraternity. Oh, guess this is our last party then. <laughs> Kurt, the, then Kurt does this like really great impersonation of what I imagine a Southern preacher sounds mm-hmm. like, where he tries to get them to give him money, like an evangelical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends, the Lord has called upon me to call upon you. He said to me, he said, Kurt, there is a road, a road that you must travel. And on this road, you will find happiness, friendship, and brotherhood. Lord, help us. Help us, help us, help us. Uh, And uh, when that's done, his girlfriend, Mel, who's waiting right behind him the whole time, it's like, what, your fraternity's in trouble again? As usual. Yeah. <laughs> She's not into she it. She, like, smooches him and then asks him to take a walk. And as they're leaving, they pass Hanks. And they pass uh, Hanks and one of the other guys beer bonging. And the guy's like, uh, that's number 18. One more and I'll go home with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you see, like, this out-of-focus woman... I don't know. She looks fine to like a normal person to me. Yeah, she's just wearing like she's essentially in Mimi from Drew Carey mm. drag. Like it's just an extremely large amount of makeup, and she's holding like a forty of OE. And then it does like a a crossfade where he's got his beer goggles on, uh-huh. and she's suddenly sexy. What? And I think she's that same actress who plays. Donna in the rest of the movie yeah it was one of them yeah she looked very familiar it was extremely (laughs) uncomfortable to watch yeah and then he passes out probably for the best probably Um, for the best um outside Mel is giving Kurt an ultimatum it's like you're spending too much time in the fraternity and not enough time on the me-ternity of Mel I guess I'm just jealous of your friends that's okay. That's normal. My friends are much cooler than your friends. I'm serious, Kurt. She's jealous of his friends. But he loves his friends, and they love him, and, and they depend on him. And they're way cooler than hers. Is yeah. one of his other points. Like, don't feel... I know you feel jealous. Like, jeez Louise. Brotherhood and all that. Mm-hmm. He says that they'll have some alone time tomorrow. And she, that perks her right up. She's so excited about yeah. that. Oh, well, okay, if you say so. She's She has a very, like, downtrodden southern accent. Yeah. I don't know. She seems unhappy. <laughs> she went on to do, like, a lot of softcore stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, she's extremely beautiful. Yeah, I know, but that sucks. Like, maybe she wanted to be an actress. Well, she's still, still acted. Actri- yeah, that's true. I don't mean to diminish the work of people who do softcore. I'm sorry. The bros are all having this conversation Mm -hmm. amongst themselves where they're trying to brainstorm ideas for how to make money for their outstanding debt. Yes. So the four things that they come up with. Very cliche ideas. Steal a car. Rob a liquor store. Do a car wash. Do a car wash. Ask your dad. Those are the four things they come up with at first. And then Perfect. Hanks suggests that they charge entry to a party. Because they don't currently charge entry to 
any of their parties. And everyone will come. But because Kurt is some sort of party martyr, he's like, oh, I'd hate to charge everyone to come into a party. Yeah, it makes no sense. My understanding of that was that that's the only way that fraternities got people to come to their parties is by providing alcohol that you have to pay to get into. <laughs> I don't know. They get ready to leave when uh, Jack tells Kurt that Mel called. Yeah. I think it might be the next day. And he says that he'll call her later and yep. something. So they go to pick her up and then Bentley, who was also there, oh, like, yeah, yeah. lingers... So Bentley is another member of the fraternity who's in the rest of the movie, but we know nothing about him. He's got long hair. Yeah. Uh, he's got center part. Oh, sorry, long, James longer Dean center part. Okay, great. That's his main uh, distinguishing. And his name is head. Bentley Tittle. <laughs> R.I.P. He unfortunately passed away of oh, kidney no. cancer. So Bentley was his real name. Yeah. And he played Bentley. And the only difference is that he played Bentley with an E. Oh, like hey. He's B-E-N-T-L-Y. Hey, you don't know. E-Y. You do not know what difference that would make in your life. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so Benley is not at all into how Kurt is treating Mel. He's like, Hrumph. like yeah. sort of like, disappointed yeah. shrug, I guess. Uh, Kurt and what's-his-face go not... Jack. Not, yeah, Kurt and Jack go to Kurt's white convertible yep, it's a it's corvette corvette Kurt's and corvette. they're just like oh they're gossiping basically like like old women in a knitting circle like oh i heard you broke up do 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 yeah <laughs> and then so they drive off and then it's cut to mel and kurt mm-hmm. our two most attractive cast members <laughs> sun tanning on a dock while porn music plays yeah she gets him to lotion her back and they're enjoying their one-on-one time yeah they're like bronzed up and and then who the fuck pulls up a whole pontoon boat full of drunk frat the whole friggin frat oh man and he had said he was going to go to get away from them (laughs) mel because she's not wearing her bikini top is nonplussed to say the least and she'd been promised alone yeah time. exclusive access but there's also a girl who's just totally topless yeah. on this this pontoon boat yeah and they're all drinking and whatnot but Is she the sheriff's daughter no okay they have different sim- girls similar both hair. blondes okay yeah so they <laughs> kurt uh, is he has to hang out with his lady so yeah. he volunteers to take her to the other side of the lake so that they can yeah. be alone together so they corvette over there but on the way he spots an abandoned house and he has to stop and take a look at yeah, it it's the berber horror house from the beginning uh-oh so they're they both walk up they're both wearing short shorts flowy short shorts and white t-shirts and they're just looking in the in the windows classic spook house there's literal chains on the door yeah it's seemingly abandoned all boarded up and yeah shit. Kirk gets real excited because he's like, "Oh, this would make a great haunted house. That'd be a great fundraiser." <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's always got this fundraiser on his mind, even when he's out with his lady. Mel is walking around the perimeter of the house, like exploring, mm-hmm. and she passes by a window, and then ah, there's a Eddie's face in it, wearing oh another God. mask. Yet another mask. How many faces has this guy got? <laughs> 
So she walks past it and then she realizes that she might have seen something in her periphery. So she backs up to yeah. do a double take, but he's gone. It's just a bunch of hay bales. Then she heads up onto the back porch and she tries to get in, but cuts her finger on the screen door. Yeah, and it bleeds a lot. Yeah, Kurt comes up and he's like, oh, we should get that looked at. Yeah. And then it, like, the camera pans this, like, blood mm-hmm. drip. And then the door to the house opens. And Eddie's hand, dirty hand, very mm-hmm. dirty hand, comes out and, like, moves the blood. Touches it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, you know, you do that. Whenever I see blood on the street. His bloodlust is growing. Gotta touch it. Uh, now. Another party's underway. Yeah, we're at their fundraising party where they're charging $3. There's a band playing? Called The Side. Wait, is this a fundraising party? Yeah, they have two fundraising parties. Oh, okay. So they have cool. a party to raise funds. And then the haunted house. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It takes a while before this even really starts being... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a band playing, mm -hmm. more white people dancing in a sea of blonde bobs, crispy curly bangs, and white button-ups. Yeah, bad dancing. Mel is talking with her friend Sally about her boy troubles, and that even though she loves Kurt, he cares more about the frat than he cares about her. And so Sally says to dump him. Yeah, just dump him. Come on, Mel. We've been friends for, for what, seven weeks? What's the scoop? Oh, it's this fraternity. These guys mean more to him than I do. I'm telling you, that is the way it is with these guys. The apes have been that way forever. But I love him, and I want to spend more time with him. You want my advice? Dump his ass. Just forget him. Find somebody else. You're too young to be miserable, and if he really gave a crap about you, he'd fight for you. Sally, I can't do that. Why not? Because we've been dating for six months. Dump him. But I don't think no, I sh- I think that you should dump him. Look, he'll follow you. Believe me. I know guys. They're turd heads. Uh, but, and she's like, it doesn't matter. Just dump him. Yeah, I guess she's supposed to be in the wrong here because I think we're supposed to be looking at this as like, Kurt is the hero. I mean, I guess. No one's, everyone in this movie sucks. But, I don't know. <laughs> It's very weird. She gets through to Mel anyway mm-hmm. with whatever she says. And then she gets upset with Kurt. And when they're like at the bar, he comes up to her, but she's crying. And she walks out. Yeah. And says, they need to talk because nothing has changed. Oh, no. Then there's like a really weird scene where Hanks, who is running the admissions as i guess that's his role he just does admissions to these sort of things yeah so he answers the door and three very obviously super underage girls have shown up to the party all dressed to the nines Mm -hmm. and hanks asks them if they're over 18 and then there's this weird like cartoony aside thing they they all bend at the waist yeah they all bend at the waist and like whispered or literally i don't think they say words like can we come into the party are you girls over 18 i'm talking years not days yes three dollars each makes a cool nine bucks off them yeah and then eddie arrives at the frat house Mm -hmm. And very slowly and menacingly walks up to the door. And I thought there was some really good camera work and like tracking shots on Mm -hmm. that that I really liked. And then 
so he gets to the door, knocks on the door, Hank's answers, and it's this POV shot that I don't know if this is bad to say. It reminded me of Ernest. Yes. Like when it's Ernest like, is talking to Vern. Right in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, uh, oh, uh, you here for the party? That'll be $3. And then he's like, no, I'm not I'm here not to here party. party. Man, don't close us down. We're just having a little fundraiser. And I want to help. Can you write a check for 3700 There's an abandoned house outside of town near the lake. Make a great haunted house. That's the Berber house. Yes. Man, that place has been closed for years. Nobody gets in. Here. This will get you in. You may use it with my permission. Yeah, he lies and says that he's a former brother. Oh, yeah. And, and it, Hanks is like, do you know the hands shake? Which we know he knows yeah. from the opening. It's all, it's all coming back. Full circle, man. So he does the handshake. Uh, Hanks accepts the key. It's a key with a rabbit's foot on it. Ironic. <laughs> Ironic. And Eddie hopes that they make lots of money. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. And it never shows his face. There's like no. an extended shot with Hanks talking to him where it's like just the back of his head like yeah. illuminated. And that was interesting, I thought. He's like faceless force. <laughs> like Michael Myers, I guess, is what I think yeah, they're trying to reference. Definitely. I don't know. Well, uh, John Carpenter is also from Bowling Green, Kentucky, where this was shot. Oh. And made, yeah. <laughs> so Hanks brings the keys to Kurt, mm-hmm. who is a little bit apprehensive about who gave it to him and like the mystery involved because Hanks can't really tell him anything. Especially since Kurt literally just suggested this earlier yeah. that afternoon. And he doesn't know why the guy wouldn't want anything in return. So Hanks is just like, some people just do nice things. Mm-hmm. I learned that in Psych 311. Definitely. that's You need to take a psych course to learn that. Too. <laughs> Definitely. Four of the bros head out of the house the next day. There's still like apprehension on among the ranks. It's uh, Kurt, Hanks, Liston, and Jack, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I guess their names really don't matter. Barely hear them. Yeah, <laughs> but... Uh, they t- like uh, Liston asks Kurt about mm-hmm. Mel because he heard that they broke up, and Kurt says that they didn't break up; they're on a break. So, did Friends rip this off? Ross and Rachel. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Maybe because I haven't they didn't seen all rip of it Friends. Off, but what if they did? Very though? funny. What if they did? <laughs> and then he's like, "I think it's Liston or whoever." Yeah. Well, oh. maybe I'll date her. Yeah, maybe I'll take her out. You know, like she's property. Yep. <laughs> whatever, whatever. So they go to unlock the door, and the door falls in. Yeah, they hit, first they try taking the chains off, but they're already cut, so there's no use. They're just aesthetic chains on the yeah. front door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the door just falls in, and Hanks is like, well, thank God he gave us the key. <laughs> and I think later when they're exploring the house, like everyone else is shit-talking it, and Hanks is like, this house reminds me of my sale. <laughs> yeah because it's like all a house that's all yeah. run down yeah i don't know he's 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 a character mel and sally are still on campus mm-hmm. and mel is telling sally that she broke up with kurt but she feels bad because he's been under a lot of stress with the mm-hmm. fundraiser and so sally's trying to like 
reinforce this decision that she's made. And Sally's easily the best actress in this movie. Oh, yeah. Actor in general, like, by a long shot. He's not the only boy around. Yeah. Yeah. As she's quickly finding out. Yeah. Whoa. They, at the the house, Mm -hmm. there's a group that's gathered. Huge group. They start to get amped up. And Hanks starts to give a speech when, through the crowd, he's like, who invited him? Hi, Sheriff. Just, uh, just what in the hell are all of you doing out here anyway? We're just having a little fundraiser haunted house for the community. What? It's the sheriff. Yeah, it's the sheriff. And they had to give them a stern warning that they better have had permission and you prove permission by showing the key, obviously. They do another one of those uh, earnest shots of Hanks. Oh, yeah, where it's like go- googly right up to his face. Yeah, as yeah. he does this like funny smile. Well, hi, Sheriff. <laughs> Something like that. This I should, it is important to note that this is intended to be a comedy as well. Yeah, Hanks is like the best character. Yeah. The best character. Uh, and the Sheriff's like, are you getting smart with me? Well, no, sir, I'm not smart at all. <laughs> like, something like that. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's basically the exact line from Friday the 13th, right? Oh. Uh, you mean smart with me, kid? I'm as dumb as they come. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, and the sheriff hates the frat. He knows all about the Sigma Fives. Yeah, so he's got his eye on them, which he doesn't at <laughs> all. I don't even think he shows up in the rest of the movie. Very Well, he does at the very end, but you don't really see him. Yeah. And then we get one of my favorite oh, yeah. parts of the movie, a montage. To a custom horror song. By Haunted the director's house. brother. Haunted Ween. That's not the song at all, but that's the words to the song. <laughs> They're eating burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subway, I assume. Probably drinking RC Cola. Yeah. Uh, there are all these 90s outfits that are all time uh mel is helping and flirting with brent or ben- bentley bentley uh what else do we got here there's that guy who's holding up the keg when they said beer in the initial like we got nails we got paint and we got beer it's the shirtless guy with the handlebar mustache yeah He's giant size. He is. And he had such massive muscles. And then he's like uh I don't know what he's doing, like hammering shit into place. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's drunk. Everyone's drinking beer. There's a pile of meat on the barbecue. They're painting Hank's toenails. Nice. What more could you want? <laughs> and then that night, all of the kids are gathered around the montage ends. Oh, yeah, the fireplace. They're just being lively young people. Mm-hmm. And that's when Domino shows up. Who ordered the pizza? Pay the man. <laughs> yeah. And just like every party I've been to, some jerk has a guitar. Oh, my God. And his name is fucking Ferris. He's the worst. So he is strumming, and he starts singing, If I leave here tomorrow, will you still remember me? But he can't remember the words, and I guess they probably didn't want that copyright complaint. So he says he can't remember anything else. So instead, Hanks... Yeah, he sings rose-colored glasses... Uh, in the worst way possible. He's an awful singer. Well, I don't know why I keep on believing that she loves me when I know it's not true. 
Maybe my leaving would be the thing to do. He's howling it out, basically. I guess this is what our parents' generation did uh, before Disney sing-along YouTube yes. us at four in the morning. And then Donna, another mm-hmm. character we've thrown in the mix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, says that they should tell ghost stories. And also she prefaces this with she's the sheriff's daughter. Yeah. And she was at the party the previous night she met Hanks. So she's saying, you know, this house right here on this property, this haunted house, was the site of a murder. Hey, I'm serious. Well, well, this house used to be a great place for families to go. But one night, they found a little girl in one of those rooms. They found her head cut off and a monster mask laying beside it. Blood was everywhere. People get murdered all the time. (laughs) I'm not finished, butthead. (laughs) Anyway, the mother who owned this house disappeared that night with a little boy. And no one's heard from him since. Maybe he got murdered too. Or maybe he's the one that killed the little girl. And he's still on the loose. She's wearing genuinely the worst outfit I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, but she knows how to tell a story. She's got them spellbound. (laughs) She has them spellbound. She's standing up. She's doing arm movements. She's wearing these, like, very baggy gray sweatpants. Yeah. And this maroon mock neck sweatshirt thing and it's not a cute look she looks great and our all-american blonde ferris has uh, a couple thoughts on this story yeah uh well i don't believe any of it i mean i think the girl cut her own head off (laughs) right and now she's trying to pin the rap on the little boy (laughs) nobody would cut their own head off yeah that's not resonating at all these days was this guy's name brett uh but actually though he wants to go swimming with Mm. joanne his lady well speaking of head (laughs) let's go swimming i don't have my suit i don't want to go swimming with your swimsuit joanne (laughs) he wants to swim with her and then this like conversation gets mirrored with hanks and donna but less successful (laughs) oh true that is true so our two uh, beautiful youths mm-hmm. go down to the lake and they start to strip off their clothes. And I really like this. He said, Joanne, this is my favorite part of every movie. Oh, you like this? In the background, there is a lot of smoke over the water. Yep. There's colored purple and, and like blue lights sort of reflected on the smoke. And it looks really nice. She starts walking down to the mm-hmm. water while he takes his clothes off. And that's when Eddie comes, lifts him up, and stabs him with a machete right through the jugular. And into the tree. So he's suspended by the knife on the tree. Blood splurt, splurting out everywhere. It's a it, good kill. Yeah, I really liked it. And the Me effects too. were really good. The other thing I really like about this movie is that when he kills people, they die like how they would probably normally die. Yeah, the only thing was he didn't make any noise whatsoever because Joanne is still continuing her slow walk into the yeah, water. Yeah, she's doing like one of those flirty walks where she like keeps turning around being like, oh, it's so cold. Ferris, hurry up. 
where are you, Ferris? If you don't get here soon. As she keeps going deeper and deeper in the water, and it's this one long tracking shot. It's yeah. really, really nice. And then Eddie sneaks up behind her and twists her head completely around. All the way around. She dies right away. And then he carries her out of the water and into the house. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. The boys the next day are handing out flyers for their house of horrors. Kurt reiterates again, he says this several times, that the whole thing is kind of weird about the guy just giving them the keys. But Hanks gets his mind on the right track Mm -hmm. before Kurt asks where Mel spent the night. And he says, with Bentley. But he made sure they didn't do anything. He kept one eyeball on him. Yeah. Ooh. And that immediately gets uh, Kurt's dander up, if you will. Yeah. And then Hanks leaves, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then Mel shows up and Mel is wearing a different outfit every time you see her. And it's, she looks on point. She looks like yeah. she's straight out of like a Vogue magazine. She does. Cause she is. <laughs> yeah. So she wants to talk to him, but he's not feeling it because he knows she spent the night with Bentley. So yeah. he's like, why don't you talk to Bentley? Yeah. I was giving you space. And then she's like, oh, maybe I will. You know, I wasn't going to do anything. But now maybe I'll... Do more than talk. maybe I'll hold his hand or something. (laughs) And, oh, no. and Which is a running theme. Kurt's like, how dare you? And then they're like, how dare I? Well, I didn't even dare. So now I'm going to dare. Supposedly later, at the frat, Mm -hmm. Kurt descends the stairs oh, yeah. with his shirt open and yep. he sits beside bentley who's bentley watching wheel of fortune hollywood squares ah. definitely hollywood squares uh and <laughs> hollywood squares you can hear it in the background for part two <laughs> and then the two of them have like a dick measuring yeah. contest basically uh-huh. oh yeah well you know you know kurt before you came down here i wasn't gonna do anything with her but now that you came and confronted me i think i'm gonna Bone her, yeah, I believe I, is what he says. I believe, yes. I'll get a boner. <laughs> Gross. Fucking ass. Uh, oh, and Eddie has been busy at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's painting the kill room. In dripping red paint. Inside the, the house of horrors. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Hanks, we see again, working admission at this, this place. He, a car pulls up. And they try and trick him by saying, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. They say three, please, but there's only two of them in the front seat and both the people in the back seat are hiding under a blanket. So really it should just be... They should have asked for two. Yeah. But if they were going to pay for three, so they only had to pay for the extra one. And then they ended up having to pay even more. They paid 25. Yeah. Because they tried to trick him and he's too smart. Yeah. It's like they were trying to cross the East Germany, West Germany border. Yeah. Like that sort of stuff. <laughs> Old car, too. Anyways. Anyways. Kurt and Jack arrive at the house, mm-hmm. and there's a big lineup. Huge line. And some lady <laughs> is like, is this going to be one of those scary haunted houses? And Sosby, our uh, guy who was like, if I get drunk enough, I'll sleep with oh, her. yeah. yeah. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. It better be. 
And then they do like the Halloween. <laughs> I guess to, so. We think that she's scary. I don't know. Maybe she's supposed to be the harb, like a sort of harbinger. Maybe the haunted house is actually kind of funny. Like there's a yeah. guy dressed as a doctor pretending to cut Sally, who's dressed as a nurse mm-hmm. in, in half. half. There's a groping wall, which is just a wall where guys reach out and grab yeah. anyone who walks by. Uh, the audience all thinks that bisecting is super gross, yeah, but he pulls it out and it's literally just mannequin legs. No, thanks. <laughs> so after the group passes by, Sally says that she needs to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So she goes outside and squats to pee. In and the grass. I want to say I appreciate the scene because in almost every other one mm-hmm. where someone's like, oh, I got to go take a, a leak. It's always like a guy yeah, or multiple guys going off to the bush to pee. And I can't think of literally a single example where it's been a woman. And where she's just like doing it and not complaining the whole time. Yeah. Being like, hey, I told you we shouldn't have gone camping. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Yeah. That's a really good observation. Because she's just smoking her cigarette and doing the damn thing. I mean, it honestly probably must happen in a Friday the 13th, I bet. But I just can't recall i'm so. sure that there is an imdb tag oh says, almost certainly woman pissing outdoors or something like that <laughs> uh well it doesn't really matter because as soon as she gets up and gets herself back into place eddie crawls out of the duct in the house comes up behind her and then grabs her one hand on her shoulder one hand in between her legs really yeah. there's no other way to put it and just lifts her up and smashes her neck into a branch. So she is unconscious. Yeah, not a not a good way to go. <laughs> I mean, I guess she doesn't really know. Inside the house, everything is going to plan. Mm-hmm. The different zones, stations, what rooms? Areas, I guess? quadrants. They're all buzzing, and yeah. they're making good money so far, mm-hmm. as uh, Hanks says. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Kim and Bentley smooch outside. He wants to bone. And she initially, I don't know if she agrees. She's just more like, okay. And then he leaves and she's like, what am I doing? Yeah, he's like, oh, let's not do this here. I'll meet you at my van in 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. The kill room is finally getting its first crowd. Mm -hmm. And Eddie has Liston and Sally tied up in the kill room as the crowd watches and cheers because they think it's just the show. And this is so ahead of its time. It I mean, really is. We haven't seen Hellfest, but I'm pretty sure something extremely similar happens in Hellfest. I think it must happen in other movies too, but I can't think of... Well, I haven't really watched many of those 70s ones. That were uh, like... Scream 2? That's true. That's it true. Happens. Uh, what about that, like... Dr. Whatever's Magical House of Gore. I'm sure that's... I don't know. Oh, are you thinking of The Wizard of Gore? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. But to be fair, the audience doesn't see what's actually happening. They see like a glamour. Mm. Mm. So it just looks like regular magician tricks. I but, see. Yeah. Well, that's very complicated. I don't think we've ever watched that. I don't want to watch it, and that's okay. It is. I give you permission not to watch it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, what we did watch instead was Sally literally screaming and pleading with the audience for her life. God, would you help us? This isn't part of the house. This guy is a killer. This is for real. 
Yeah, and these two kids in the audience are just like, Man, she's a good actress. She can really act. She is good. It looks so real. Wow. Which is it's funny because I made the same observation that she was the best actress yeah. in the movie. So I feel like they must have as well. Um, I don't know. Like in these scenes where they're like actually like, it takes on a different quality. Yeah. And there's there's like a, a leather face cardboard stand yep. in the back. As he whips out the chainsaw, gas powered chainsaw. Yep. And is like waving it around just like Leatherface. And then he chainsaws her in the back of the neck, and it's a really goofy uh, visual effect scene. Because it's like through just the spine. Yeah, like three quick cuts of it like going close to her neck, and then a shot of what is very obviously a fake neck. Yep. And then her like dying. Yeah, her falling backwards. Yeah, appreciated it. They though. couldn't afford the decapitation, I bet. Well, they are. They spent the whole budget on the oh, next yeah, decapitation. That's true. Very true. <laughs> Then he like lowers this other backdrop mm-hmm. that he has that says kills, balls, strikes. Mm-hmm. And Liston, who's tied to the chair, wakes up and he sees the dead bodies of uh, Ferris and Joanne mm-hmm. and now Sally. And Mama. And Mama. And he's got both of his arms in vice grips. So yeah. he can't get out. <laughs> uh, and oh, the kids love this bit. Yeah. He tries to tell them like, "This is a this isn't a joke." Yeah, and then Eddie puts a baseball in his mouth—a whole baseball, which uh, looked painful. Yep. And I know that there is a special device that emergency departments allegedly have used specifically to remove uh, cue balls and other pool balls from people's mouths when they can open their jaw enough to get it in, but not to get it out. No thanks. Jawbreaker. No thanks. (laughs) Uh, He changes his mask, Mm -hmm. puts on a baseball cap, and grabs a baseball bat. He puts on quite the show for the crowd. Like, one strike, two Two strike, strike. and then the same little girl as before. He's like, take his head off. She looks exactly like Blossom. Yes, and also Debbie Gibson. It's really weird, but great at the same time. So Eddie swings again, and he knocks Liston's head off. Clean off, and blood spurts out of the neck stump, and everyone cheers, Yep, as you do. As the crowds leave the house, they're singing the praises of the haunted house, specifically the kill room. Mm-hmm. Eddie sneaks out of his basement again, and Bentley is waiting for Mel to show up at his van when his friend, some guy we haven't seen before... Yeah. Jumps on his van and scares him with a mask. And he's like rocking the van. (laughs) He gets out to confront the guy. And then after his friend leaves, Eddie sneaks up behind him, puts a noose around his neck, and then knocks him out before dragging him to the kill room. Ouch. That sucks. Can you imagine being dragged through a metal air duct? (laughs) Kurt sees Mel in the BDSM room or whatever. Yeah, something like that. They catch each other's eyes, uh, so she storms off, and he does the same to join her. Mm-hmm. For some reason, goes in a complete opposite direction. But uh, they, he meets up with her at Bentley's van, mm-hmm. where Bentley is obviously MIA. But yeah, so they start to hash things out, and that's when Eddie pops up, <laughs> and then he bops their heads together yeah. to knock them out. Well, it's right after he's like, I love you. <laughs> And she's like, I love you too. And then, yeah. Then he drags him away through his tunnel. Uh, 
I like this scene because it cuts to Hanks and you think he's sitting on the toilet reading Playgirl. Yeah. But he's actually just sitting on the stump outside reading Playgirl. A Playboy. Play- oh, really? Playgirl. Playboy. Yeah. Yes. Playgirl is the one with dudes. Sorry. Sorry. Playboy is the one with ladies. Yes. And on the cover. How could I get that confused? For some reason, I know this, that it's the Barbie twins. Yikes. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I'm they're, sorry for they are, wrong. They're quite weird, too. Uh, if you have any interest in just reading about weird people uh, and don't mind pornographic content, you should check out the Barbie twins. Google them. Look up their uh, photo shoot that leaked. Oh, but, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know any more about that. Inside, uh, we now have a werewolf, Eddie. Yep. Uh, and he's got uh, Bentley on a box with the noose around his neck. Kurt in an electric chair, and Mel uh, duct taped to the yeah, wall. Yeah, she's like duct taped to the wall. Weird, weird. The next group has arrived in the room, and they're cheering everything on. Mm-hmm. Eddie goes up to Mel with a scalpel, and first he slices her stomach. Yeah, very effective, Ooh. which is covered in duct tape. But yeah, it starts bleeding, and then he. Slices down her arms, like suicide her style. Wrists all the way. Yeah, and the crowd goes nuts. They love this. And she's so. I appreciated how oh, sweaty yeah. she was. She was screaming yeah. at the top of her lungs. She has a gag in her mouth. Yeah, and it. It was hard. To, it was very hard to watch. Yeah, I don't know. I 100% agree with you. Uh. Kurt is like screaming the whole time mm-hmm. and the crowd just keeps cheering. So Eddie gives Kurt a shock. Yep. Which seems Again, I thought he serious. did a good he did a good job acting out getting what it would actually yeah. look like. Yeah. Because you just stiffen up and you can't move. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is so scary because that would do things to your head. Hanks, and not good. Who is now making his way through the mm-hmm. haunted house is with a group of four ladies. And they hear the commotion. So they want to go see what it's all about. And inside the kill room, Eddie has Bentley's noose all warmed up for yep. him. And he takes the the gag out. Stop him! Stop him! He's killing us! This is real! Ah! You bastard! You prick! <laughs> Bentley starts yelling like, this is for real. Yep. Like he's killing us. And then he kicks the box out. There's this one guy in the audience that's like, yeah, let him hang. Hang him real good. They use the exact same shot twice. I oh, noticed. No. Just like they reuse the electrocution shot. And it, like the second time he flips the switch is exactly the same as the first time. <laughs> but anyways, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is really... They're like, yeah, can't wait to see this guy hang. <laughs> Hanks gets in the room and he starts yelling that it isn't part of the house. Mm-hmm. So the whole crowd starts freaking out and screaming and like leaving. And they run. Thankfully, he has a flamethrower. Yeah, it was from the medical scene earlier. Oh, but okay. that guy was just waving it around. So it really, there's no reason why they have this flamethrower <laughs> at all whatsoever. So Hanks uses it to burn down the rope, mm-hmm. which I, isn't very time effective, especially in that situation. You could just put the thing back up but and have him stand on it. It falls to the ground, and Bentley is still alive. Thank gosh. Uh, Eddie runs away. And mm-hmm. starts to like creep up. So he disappears for a while. I guess everyone gets out of the room. Oh, yeah. 
And then he starts creeping up his tunnel, but Hanks is standing over top of it, waiting for him with the flamethrower. Then he flames him, and so Eddie runs away. Yeah, and uh, while this is happening, Kurt's like, is it Kurt? Yeah, Kurt rips uh, Mel down off the wall and it's like holding her. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Uh, while everyone runs outside, uh, including Eddie, Eddie runs to the barn and he gets in uh, his van. Yeah, when he comes out of the house too, like he's smoking. Yes. Like his face is smoking and everything. Not I thought it just was like in the mask. And like Hanks comes out mm-hmm. and Jack meets him and uh, he, he thinks that he's killed Eddie. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, I, I got him. him up. I got him. I got him. Um, but... Eddie emerges from the barn. He drives through the barn, which explodes into splinters. Yeah. Kurt is like cradling Mel outside of the house mm-hmm. on, the, on the steps when the sheriff shows up and runs into the, the house. Uh-huh. And then Eddie like drives past the front of the house and like stops beside the sheriff. Yeah, he stops beside the sheriff just to let all the airs out of his tires. Airs, <laughs> all the air. Let all the air out of his tires. Kurt literally and i guess it makes sense in the long run but mm-hmm. he just leaves Mel- he's like oh you'll be fine don't worry don't worry you'll be okay i've got to go do this so he runs he grabs the shotgun from the cop's car yeah steals a cop shotgun which is a pretty zesty thing to do in general uh and then runs across the field trying to head off the 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 truck as it goes down the road yeah and he fires one shot <laughs> And the car explodes into flames. Yeah, he he meets it up with it on the road. He's standing about ten, at least ten or fifteen meters away from it, at least. Yeah, but don't worry. Even though it has exploded and burst into flames, it it's driving. still driving, and it drives into the woods like under Eddie's power. <laughs> dun dun dun! And that's the end. Yeah, we basically get no resolution on no. anything. But it's fine. I love this movie. Me too. It's audacious. It's very good. It's audacious. It's well shot. Um, I really like the the kills in it. Yeah, I like the characters yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I really like this movie. And it was like a unique, very unique movie. Oh, for, for sure. For the time period. I feel like it was really ahead of its time too. Like a lot of the stuff used in this movie is honestly just getting popular now yeah like the whole like crowd cheering people on as they kill someone Mm -hmm. unknowingly stuff it was really good and like referencing because they wouldn't have been that old some of those movies some of the friday the 13th yeah no not at all yeah so it's interesting to see yeah i think I, i wonder what the reason is behind like uh specifically like the the Mel Bentley kills, why they were like suicide style. That's true, because the rest of them weren't. No. Hmm. That is interesting, though. Yeah, and yeah. really, this guy just got rid of all of Kurt's naysayers. Yeah, and gave Kurt free electroshock therapy. Yeah. So if he was dealing with a crippling depression that wouldn't even let him leave his house should be maybe okay now. <laughs> so good for him. Yeah, really. man. Saved him thousands of dollars, potentially. 
So six degrees of Jamie Lee for this movie. Mm-hmm. We have Bentley Tittle playing Bentley, who was in Radio Inside in 1994 with Jody Wilson, mm-hmm. who was in My Girl with Jamie Lee Curtis. So I have a little bit about the production to talk about. There is actually a documentary that you can watch on the DVD yeah, if you, you go to hauntedween.com you and know purchase how the I DVD. Know. Uh, the making of documentary is in the credits for the original movie. Delightful. They, they thought that far ahead. <laughs> God bless them. So nothing inspired Doug Robertson, the writer-director, to make the movie more than just like the pure desire to make a film. Like he wasn't even a fan of horror movies. Nice. He knew that the best time to make the movie was going to be right after he finished college. So he waited a few years while he wrote five screenplays, I guess, in SoCal. And then he decided that Haunted Ween would be the easiest and least expensive option for him to shoot. So he Mm. threw everything he had at it and... He saved money for six months, then he quit his job and made the movie. Wow. Uh, Principal photography was only 23 days, but the movie took over two years before it was finished. It was filmed in and around Bowling Green, Kentucky. They filmed at the uh, West Kansas University using the old Sigma Alpha Epsilon house. And then like the interiors of the haunt house were done in a warehouse which Mm, makes sense because it would have been an impossible house yes that's very true (laughs) it would have been much larger on the inside than it was on the outside uh he says that his background and passion in marketing really helped uh this movie in terms of like he utilized it so he was able to look at haunted ween as a product so he got a lot of local businesses involved with the film He ran a radio promotion with a store network that I guess is like a grocery store chain around there called Hootens. Hootens. Uh, And he got sponsors in exchange for radio promotion and product placement. So like Subway, Domino's, RC Cola, Dixie Cream Donuts, they were all contributors. Hootens. He actually says that craft services was the highlight of the movie. And he thinks that he probably saved around $10,000 in food over 20 two days hoochins good for him saving all that money but um i want a t-shirt that says hoochins on it <laughs> i want no i want the wikipedia list of re- regional grocery store chains and i'm gonna write to all of them and i'm gonna get t-shirts from all of them it might be Hawkins or houchins oh that's good too i don't know Hawkins. anyways i want a shirt I want all the shirts, and then I'm going to wear them around, and someone's going to be like, oh my god, Scobies, <laughs> what, I, are you from East Kaklaki? And I'll say, You no. fucking love Kaklaki. It's, it's my go-to. I know, you use it all the time. And I'll say, no, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Please get away from me and my family. Anyway... <laughs> They sold the movie in the summer of 1991 at a Video Software Dealers Association convention in Las Vegas. Mm. He bought a booth for $1,500 and made arrangements for some of the actors to join them, and they were able to sell directly to video stores. They were able to sell into 22 states across the country, and I guess did close to $22,000 in sales. And... Despite being offered three distribution contracts, he made the decision to do it himself. 
because none of the contracts offered him any money up front. Mm. So he just like yeah, that felt makes like sense. he could do it himself. Um, this is the only movie that he ever made. He did a few corporate videos afterwards, but and I read that he got offered like a five movie porn contract or something, oh. <laughs> but he turned it down because he didn't want to do that. He didn't I, want that lifestyle. I heard five movie and my eyebrows went up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't blame him for not wanting to do porn. I guess he found himself excelling in medical sales and that's what he got a job in in 1992 and he worked in that field for a long time. Man, I don't know if he still nice. does that, but based on Facebook, it looks like he does hot air balloon tours now or something. Oh, this guy's great. Yeah, he says that he doubts he'll ever get back into film, but he says, quote, it was the most fun summer I've ever had in mm -hmm. my life and it was the best learning experience as well. Can you imagine selling all those medicals? It would be nuts. Yeah. <laughs> there was an attempt to make a sequel in 2015, but by the looks of it, the Indiegogo didn't get funded. Mm -hmm. And even if it would have got funded, Doug Robertson was not involved in the writing or the production at all. Oh. He just had an agreement with the would-be director, Dustin Ferguson, to use the name Haunted Ween too. Nice. Yeah. I bet it would have been awful. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it didn't get funded, so I'll never know. In an alternate reality, we're talking on our podcast right now about Haunted Ween 2. Yeah. So that, we have one more episode in our Halloween countdown, yeah. and we will be talking about Halloween from 1978. Oh. But I was thinking, by the time this episode comes out, we will have already seen the new Halloween. And it will have been out for a week. No, oh. it will have been out for like not even 24 hours because <laughs> this episode comes out on Friday and we're going to oh, go see the movie sorry. on Thursday. I thought you meant the next, the next episode. No, 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 no. So maybe we'll do like a, an episode 35 and a half where we talk about our thoughts about the new Halloween or something. There would obviously be spoilers, so we should do we'll that. post that, but yeah. We should have an episode where we talk about Halloween. We could talk spoilerific about Hill House and other stuff, too, if we don't have one for a full episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, even if it's just like a mini-sode or something. A webisode? <laughs> yeah, mobisode. Anyway. Those are episodes for your mobile phone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone who wants to gets to see Halloween this weekend, mm -hmm. and if not this weekend, sometime soon. You can also follow us on social media if you want, at DeafFirstBlood on Twitter, DefinitelyFirstBlood on Instagram, and if you are so inclined, you can give us a, a rating on anywhere you listen to podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, or send us an, an email at DefinitelyFirstBlood at gmail.com, especially if you have that... Uh, know where we can get the teenage uh, or trailer park vampire movie the swedish trailer park van well it's not swedish movie yeah only released in sweden yeah definitely <laughs> all right uh and we want to thank the person who wrote a comment nice comment for us on Castbox. Castbox. Cast Cast okay thank you we love you bye, bye.